Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hi, I'm Dr. Charu Agarwal. I'm here to discuss updates from the recent World Conference in Lung Cancer, and we'll discuss a few updates on immunotherapy in metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. I'm joined here by Dr. Ford, who will introduce himself. Hi, I'm Dr. Patrick Ford, a medical oncologist from the Thoracic Oncology Program at Johns Hopkins, and very happy to be here today. Great. So we'll lead off with the first of the few studies that we're going to discuss. Checkmate 227 was one of the first studies, almost one of the initial studies, I want to say, in the uh, setting of metastatic non-small cell lung cancer long back in the day, where uh, the study tried to evaluate the role of first-line immunotherapy or immunotherapy combinations, uh, that is uh, PD-L1, PD-1 blockade along with CTLA-4 blockade in patients with metastatic non-small cell lung cancer. Are. Well, this has uh, the study has led to approval of nivolumab and ipilimumab in the metastatic setting for patients with PDL1 greater than one percent, and is incorporated in clinical practice by many of us. At this year's World Conference, we heard data uh, from the six-year uh, follow-up as well as a six-year update on this trial. What we saw was that with the use of dual immunotherapy checkpoint blockade, there was durable benefit on overall survival and duration of re- response. Actually, regardless of PDL1 expression, um, there was greater tumor reduction seen and there was association of long-term overall benefit. You know, even with the six-year six-year uh, update, we did actually see a lot of new safety signals emerge. We've obviously had a lot of success in managing IRAEs over time. How do you use these data, Patrick, in your practice? Are you more likely to use it or not? Yeah, we we have historically we were involved in quite a few of the early trials of, of CTLA four PD one um, combination, and I think it is a regimen we use predominantly for PDL one low or negative disease. Um, it's in the MCCN guidelines for PDL one um, negative disease, albeit only FDA approved for PDL one one percent or above. Um, I think the putative benefit here over PD one alone is this durable response from CTLA-4 and blockade. And we do see this, I think, at six years here, anything from 16 to just over 20% of patients had a had continued uh, benefit. And I think that's, when we think historically 10 years ago of those figures, we would have been astounded, you know. Um, so I think I think these long-term data are, are reassuring, both in terms of toxicity and also showing that some patients continue to uh, derive benefit. Absolutely. And uh, in the same vein, we saw updated data, five years uh, overall survival data from the pembrolizumab clinical trials, this time specifically in the PDL1 less than 1% or the PDL1 negative category. Uh, Patrick, both you and I have, uh, you know, sort of questioned what is the best approach for these patients? Because we know that historically they don't tend to do well. Trial after another, we see that these overall survival rates don't quite meet the ones that are PDL1 
medial one high positive or even intermediates. So what um, this presentation uh, did was they looked at pooled analysis from Keynote 189 as well as 407 and evaluated outcomes with the use of chemotherapy plus femoralizumab specifically in patients with pdl one less than 1%. And what they reported on was five-year overall survival of 12.5% with combination chemo-IO versus only 9.5% with chemotherapy alone. I think with a hazard ratio of 0.64, very reassuring that if I were to choose this regimen on a patient, I think getting a five-year survival of over 10% is actually quite gratifying, in my opinion. They were, again, um, you know, overall response rate was in the order of 45 to 50%, and no new AE profiles, as well as, uh, you know, a substantial number of patients were able to complete 35 cycles, uh, complete the two years, come off therapy and, um, you know, be alive and included in the long-term follow-up. Um, your thoughts? I agree. And I think um, it reinforces the, the fact that in this pdl one negative population, in the absence of a targetable oncogene, um, PD-1 plus chemo is, is still the reference standard. And I think we were talking previously about uh, moving ADCs into the first-line setting. And I think these are the sort of long-term data that will be uh, when we're developing new drugs, we'll be trying to improve upon. Absolutely. Um, again, very, very reassuring to see long-term follow-up of these trials. Another trial that was presented was the Empower 151 trial. Uh, this is a trial that incorporated tezolizumab um, into the treatment paradigm. And as you may remember, um, this is a trial that looked at combination of bevacizumab plus chemotherapy with atezolizumab. Unfortunately, it did not meet its primary endpoint of investigator assessed PFS and the intent to treat population, and the hazard ratio was only 0.84, uh, but there were numerical improvements in progression-free survival. Uh, the, this trial showed that... Um, you know, overall, this this regimen is well tolerated. No new safety signals again identified with this quadruplet. However, you know, I think as we saw in Empower One Fifty using carboplatin, paclitaxel, atezolizumab, and bevacizumab, there may be certain subgroups of patients that do benefit, including EGFR and ALK. Although we should be cautious that those are subgroup analyses. I think another trial to show that it's safe to administer this uh, this combination, but again, may not be a home run. I agree. I agree. I think um, we, we, we've we been struggling to a degree to find the right population for this for this regimen, for, for drug regimen. And I think this is one more study looking perhaps at a more tolerable treatment in terms of pemetrexid based compared to taxane. But again, no, no dramatic um, advance in this trial, I think, compared to what we have had previously available. Great. Um, thank you for joining me. This was a great summary and we look forward to more data in the future and more conferences. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit, or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.